0: Question, does it have any gun swords? I watch a lot of anime and, trust me, you're going to want some gun swords. What's an anime? We have much to discuss. I'd like to share a revelation I've had. Let me tell you why you're here. I'm going to
1: let you in on a little secret. You're here because you know something. What you know, you can't explain, but you feel it. Being the one is just like being in love. All I'm offering is the truth, oh, nothing No one can tell you you're in love, you just know it. Do it through,
0: through all's the You hear that, Mr. Anderson? That is the sound of inevitability.
1: Yeah. My name is Neil. Trinity, and you better take your hands off of me. Hey, y'all. Just uh, to give a content warning ahead of time, this episode uh, is going to be talking about some pretty heavy subjects, um, including uh, genocide, social issues like that, uh, obviously a war, certainly, uh, suicide. What else, Hope?
0: Uh, I have three. It was the genocide, uh, graphic imagery was the third one that right, I wanted yeah. to throw out there, because we're going to be talking... We're going to be talking some graphic imagery in some parts of uh, this episode. Yeah. Uh, It's not pretty to look at, so yes. Well, you've been warned. Welcome. As I, uh, yeah, just gulp directly into Mike. That's somebody's Yeah, that's the best Uh, part,
1: yeah. (laughs) That's why people listen, for the gulping. What
0: what is it you say on Mystery Shack Look Back? It's like like the audio cleanup is sucking up our spit?
1: Oh yeah, sucking out the spit. Yeah, we have (laughs) our spittle man.
0: God that yeah. that every time you guys say that I say guys <laughs> that's so the old. wrong word for it there's my Philly. No. It's uh god fine. but yeah no every time the two of you say or any anybody says that phrase my whole body recoils. Do people, a lot it. of people
1: do a lot of people say that? I uh I
0: I don't know.
1: I hope I, you don't encounter that phrase more than you do you already do on our podcast Mr. Chef uh Mr. no
0: yeah it's it's pretty much limited there. Um Good. All right. Excellent audio check. Uh, hi, Ella.
1: Hi, Hope. You were looking rather animated today. I have to. I have to tell you.
0: Oh well, you're very kind to point that out. I've been feeling very animated lately, um, especially in terms of the jiggle physics department. But that's a whole oh, other oh, yes, trans absolutely. issue that we can talk about later off yeah. mic. <laughs> and cut. Good. All right. <laughs> now, let's get back to that jokey energy we had a few minutes yeah. ago. Woo-hoo! Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> uh, uh, Ella, if I could say, your character model is on point these days.
1: Oh, thank you! You know, I really—they made sure to really get my veins and sweat beads in there. Oh! <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh God! I'm so mad at you for invoking that imagery immediately. Ugh. Well, it's
1: the first segment, so it's appropriate. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, to no, are right. We're talking about today. We are talking about the film. Uh, we're talking. Yeah, blah, 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 cut that! Cut that! <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> today, today we are talking about the animatrix. Now, what is the animatrix? It's not an anime dominatrix, though. That would be awesome. It's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a. It's a It's a film, uh, it came out in the same year as The Matrix Reloaded and, uh, Matrix Revolutions came out, uh, in between the two, or did it come out before? Uh, I want to
0: say it actually was, um, uh, you, you called this a film, which I immediately had, like, a gut reaction to, because I only ever knew this as a direct-to-DVD, like, bonus feature for absolute nerds. Yeah, so, like, so, uh, if I'm getting my timeline correct... Uh, Matrix Reloaded was released uh May fifteenth. I want to say two thousand three, yeah. and this dropped on DVD June third, two thousand three. So just a couple of weeks after the general, just like two uh, weeks after the release you know, of the I movie, don't think I and-
1: I didn't know that this didn't get a theatrical release.
0: Yeah, I I, I, I thought I it did. Wow. Okay. I think I would not huh. notice that personally. Yeah. No, I mean, Production... I'm not
1: seeing. Now that I'm looking into it, I'm not seeing any. Yeah. Uh, Production any...
0: companies: Warner Home Video, Village Roadshow, and NPV huh. Entertainment doesn't have a link on Wikipedia. That's weird, but...
1: it's, I don't know. It feels like the kind of point in time, at least in terms of of Hollywood and whatnot, where just well,
0: kind of could get a theatrical release. You know. Thank you for the absolutely perfect segue into how I wanted to start talking about this this fucking weird ass movie. Um yeah. okay, so uh, uh it, this cycle happens every single month. I've probably mentioned it before, but it's like I spend 3 weeks thinking to myself, I don't think I have anything to say about X subject we landed on, in this case the animatrix. I don't know if I have much to say. And then 3 days before we record, I just lose my mind. It's like I have everything to say it's like, about it's
1: this the uh, the architect is telling you about this cycle that you are that you are exactly a part of yeah this, this cycle yeah
0: i i don't feel particularly against uh breaking this cycle because i'm delighted every single time um but uh so comes out a few weeks after uh uh the matrix reloaded uh i get a hold of a dvd copy i forget how or where through or whatever Yeah. Um, I watched the damn thing but the problem was part of it had already been released like that's I had correct. gotten so, I had yeah. gotten a taste of it to quote the and, Wikipedia
1: uh, uh, it says four of the films were originally released on the series official website which is a fascinating way for something to drop in 2003 imagine yeah, trying to watch this shit in 240p like
0: you yeah, guys oh you finish, the, you,
1: you finish the new spemale and then you open the, the, <laughs> uh, <laughs> the final
0: holy, ho- holy shit you literally described something i did regularly in junior <laughs> year of high school yeah. holy yeah. shit but uh, we actually but need no, to that's go right f- one
1: of these one of these films did get a theatrical release you want to talk about that
0: I do want it. In fact, record. we're going to spend a whole episode talking about this experience. Uh, I'm pretty sure. But well, I guess for,
1: uh, for context, I guess I should say the Animatrix, it is, it is an anthology. It is a collection of, uh, of, of nine, is it?
0: One, it's nine, nine. It's technically nine seven because one is a two parter, but meh. Or would that be eight? Wow, be eight. I do math for a living. <laughs> Jesus God! All right, keep going. no but keep it's going. it's I would Cut I would that. call Cut it nine. It's a, a nine um, it's
1: a collection of nine segments. It's a collection of nine segments, all uh, animated by uh, different jam- Japanese studios, um, all, all dealing with the world and lore of the Matrix. And yes, one of these segments was released uh, theatrically.
0: Yes, uh, in the most unfortunate context possible. Uh, Let's cut to the weekend of March twenty first, two thousand three. I am on an incredibly awkward first date. Uh, I am seventeen. I am a happy. I have you know. I'm going to be in the closet for another uh, eighteen years, and then I my PTSD won't be diagnosed for another fifteen years. I do not have my shit together. Um, And for a time,
1: it was good. (laughs)
0: <laughs> it wasn't though. No, it wasn't. That's was yeah. a lie. It yeah. was a lie. But uh, this girl that I'm taking on a date wants to see a horror movie. I don't like horror movies because of the aforementioned undiagnosed PTSD. But that's okay because we're not going to see a horror movie. We're going to see a goddamn cartoon. It's called Dreamcatcher, uh, based on the book by Stephen King, and it's the <laughs> most fucked up nonsense forever.
1: Directed by uh, the writer of uh, Empire, of the Jedi, yeah. by uh, oh, Lawrence Kasdan. Alive.
0: Yep. Uh, screenplay by William Goldman, uh, the guy who wrote The Princess Bride. Uh, Stephen Jason King. Jason Lee kind of, is in it. Yes. Yeah, Morgan Freeman, Thomas Jane, Jason Lee, Timothy Olyphant, Tom Sizemore, and a Wahlberg. Not the one you'd want it to be, or even not that. Because Why would you, none of I wouldn't that,
1: want it to be any of them, to be yeah, quite th- honest. Exactly.
0: Exactly. <laughs> Get out of here! But that movie, just to paint it real brief, is about shit monsters from outer space. Like you're like reverse Stephen
1: King books are.
0: Yeah, it's it's not a chest burster; it's an ass burster. There's a single.
1: (laughs) There's a single sentence on the very bottom of the Wikipedia article on this film, Dreamcatcher from 2003, that says, "At the time of its release, Stephen King stated." This is one of the very very <laughs> good adaptations of my work.
0: That is, the most, that is the most disturbing He baffles me. He forever. hates
1: the shining, right? He hates the film The Shining.
0: Yeah, because it took Which a is, completely different approach to the from the book. Right. But, and then he yeah. did
1: his own version as a miniseries. Oh Christ. Okay. Okay. And, Before yeah. we
0: fall down a Stephen King rabbit hole, let's just say yeah, uh, we've talked say. we've talked about it. Device Bonus episode. Bonus episode. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, that's going to be a whole thing. So I'm seeing this and I'm kind of geared up to see whatever this is. I certainly don't know. It's going to be about shit weasels. Um, <coughs> uh, but then before the show starts, you get the final flight of the Osiris. And as soon as that matrix text code started falling down from the screen, my little nerd brain started lighting up. So... For about seven minutes that night, I was having the best time, Uh, except for where it got really awkward about a minute into that short, because I was on an awkward first date. Yeah, we'll talk about that, too. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. it was rough.
1: I I also, not to, we will, I promise, I'll save the rest for the bonus episode. I just would be remiss (laughs) not to say. in the summer on Wikipedia. I 'm reading about Dreamcatcher, it says uh, oh, God as children the, the characters acquire telepathic powers which they call the line, Stephen King, you know you're allowed to just call it telepathy, you fucking loser, just <laughs> oh no, it's the line, oh no no, no, it's the shining, oh no it's the power it's the like just call can you can you're allowed to call a thing what it is you
0: that's don't need a that's stupid the... name for it i I hate that, thank you for sharing. Um. Uh, f- full disclosure: I have not seen that movie since that date in two thousand uh, three. So I'm gonna have a real good time watching that. Um. Anyway, well, so what we actually watched for this episode—that's right—is the uh first technically half. I guess depending on yeah, order, I was just going off a
1: weird. Yeah, the DVD seems to mix up the order. It looks like some of the segments are shuffled around, but the overall the the, the overall structure is the same. Um, yeah, That's I'm not fair. I'm not
0: sure why. Uh, so just because it's confusingly laid out on Wikipedia, I'm going to read off the credits to each of the segments we covered all at once up top, uh, just to kind of get that out of the way. Fair enough. Uh, We did look it up. I'm pretty sure you can watch this on Amazon Prime uh, streaming. Why would you? Uh, Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I have... um... I have the the Blu-ray from the big Ultimate Matrix Blu-ray release about ten I, years I back. I found or so. the
1: DVD when uh, somebody I knew was moving and and was giving a bunch of stuff away, and I was like, oh shoot, it's the Animatrix.
0: You know what? I feel like that's the correct way to find the Animatrix. <laughs> yeah, it's no. Like, and I was talking. It's I like was like, "Hoard in the Woods." Yeah. I, yes,
1: I was telling, telling my girlfriend. I was like, "Oh, have you have you watched this movie? Because we we're I was about to watch it." And she was like, I probably did when I was really little and probably shouldn't have been watching it. And I'm like, I think that's, <laughs> that's probably the best way to watch this.
0: My cat is slamming into my microphone, so I apologize if there's any audio issues. Uh, no, that yes, oh, that on. is the so correct Nando, way.
1: Mando is our special guest for today. Um, yeah, she's but, a little well,
0: domestic yeah. terrorist. Yeah. I'm trying to have my cat put on the no-fly list. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Uh, and she hates this couch. Hey, speaking, of,
1: couch. speaking, hey, speaking of, of flying, what if there was something <laughs> that flew for the final time, such as the Osiris in the <laughs> oh, first Christ. segment, the one right, featured so, in the front of Dreamcatcher,
0: the final, do you flight, mean of the the final flight of the Osiris, directed by, yes. by Andy Jones. The writers were the Wachowskis. Heard of them? What?
1: Heard <laughs> of them? Well, was the by computer by... animation design and production done by Square USA Inc.?
0: The the video game company that makes video games about spiky haired protagonists? It Apparently was Apparently so. And it is also edited by Christopher S. Cat. Thanks, Chris. Thanks. Editing's so, an undersung job.
1: The Final Flight of the Osiris, from my understanding, mm-hmm. it is the direct prequel to oh, uh, the, the Matrix Reloaded. And also the Thrust- direct prequel to <laughs> To enter the Matrix, the video yeah, game.
0: I, I was gonna say it's actually the direct. I, I, actually, I'm gonna push my glasses back up my nose. Actually, it's the direct uh, 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 prequel to uh, Enter the Matrix, the video well, game they, that came out in 2003. They do
1: take, but I think Enter the Matrix takes place during Reloaded, right?
0: Because okay, I don't remember much about Enter the Matrix, the video game, because I did not own a PS2 and could only play it at a friend's house, but. The whole plot of Final Flight of the Osiris is to put a letter into a mailbox, Spoilers, right? Which is the
1: message. It is the right, right. it is the intel oh. that that they established right. at the beginning of Reloaded that the uh, the machines in.
0: Well, we'll get we'll are... get to that in a moment. But oh, the oh, first I'm sorry. the but my point is the first level of Enter the Matrix is to as either Niobe or Ghost walk very slowly and calmly to a, 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 a P.O. box in a public post office. Thrilling. Um, yeah. I, I Video oh, games. Yeah. Video games. Um, this, is, this is what
1: made the Wachowskis decide, like, maybe we should just throw in a giant monster in the next game.
0: Yeah, uh, God, Urban physiognomy is that, was that it? Physiology? of oh, whatever. Anyway, but uh, then, of course, one of the first scenes in Reloaded is talking about that letter that Niobe slash Ghost picked right, up. which is so the, the yes.
1: intel, the intel that the, the machines, the squiddies are, are all... Banding together and building a giant drill to drill directly into Zion and uh, kill everybody. That's
0: the, yes, surprising that's the discovery.
1: We see that discovery being made by the crew of the Osiris, the ship. In yes, this, uh, yes. This film. Um,
0: I I just wanted to lay track for the absolute motherfuck multimedia bonanza that was the summer of two thousand three. because <laughs> w- I'm trying to figure you know, out emulators right now. Like I yeah. apparently got to download a GameCube emulator because I want to play this game. I. And I, I want to have, have you like played, spectate.
1: I have, played, have a, played a little bit of it on an okay. emulator, on an emulator okay. on my own end. Although I have a Mac, so I'm not sure if it would translate. The, no, the, I'm sure the emulator ways. itself. Um, there's ways. I'm at sure any rate, ways. yeah, I think 2003 in Matrix terms to me feels like if you took the entire MCU and tried and crammed it into a single year, where like, oh, to understand this, you have to watch this series of, of short films and also play this video game. Oh, Christ, Christ. this comic, which
0: is which is the one thing that I that I don't like about the Matrix, even though I do in a dumb way, love this about the Matrix, even though I hate this exact same thing in Star Wars. It's that I I don't need to watch 7 seasons of a of a TV show okay, to develop we, feelings for a movie I watched 10 years ago.
1: Can we have on the record that this time I did not bring up Star Wars to get Hope no, mad? No, that was yeah, Hope's no, own doing. No, can we have that can, can the stenographer make special Let the note record of that? show, let yeah. the record show. Yeah,
0: yeah, thank you. Uh yeah, Hope got mad about Star Wars drink. Um <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure we'll get into that in the fun. But not of time, because but... of Ella. Put the glass down. <laughs> it's Ella. Stop twisting my arm behind my back. Ah, ah. Um, I don't think that would be so... physically possible. Uh, I I am fairly You're very taller. buff. Yeah. Well, thank you. Uh, I try. It was bicep day. Flexes into the microphone. <laughs> um... Speaking of uh,
1: <laughs> speaking of buff people, the flight one is virus begins with perhaps the steamiest image you could have on a on an awkward 17 year old first date seeing dream catcher which is, i'm uh, sure i'm easy. sure you sound yes. so much
0: smarter than me on these records just given how much of a stoner i am but yes continue my god this imagery in the first chunk of this
1: yeah so it takes place the beginning is set in uh the construct right which is it's a very yes. similar training dojo to what we see uh, Morpheus and Neo in in the, in the first film, uh, but yes. this time generic it's generic wooden fight.
0: dojo. Yeah, kimonos. This time
1: it's a sword fight, and it's like off the bat, it really shows. Um, you can really tell how this this film came to be, which is mainly that the Wachowskis are giant fucking weaves, because <laughs> <laughs> it basically the Wachowskis. Um, were touring to promote the matrix then they went to japan visited a lot of the studios that made like their favorite ship it's just that it was directly you know responsible for them making the matrix and and then they were like oh like we're we're big enough now to like work with these people can we <laughs> do that please like <laughs>
0: Uh, and and I'm sure it's purely because The Matrix was the first million selling DVD that Warner Brothers or AOL Time Warner was more than happy to write the checks for this nonsense. I'm sure, so, I, yeah, yeah. And I
1: think I think I think that Wachowski's probably knew that. I think that's probably when they visited. They were like, "Hey, so we can do whatever we want right now."
0: Yeah, let's. do It's almost this, like they had you know? a blank like, check. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> whoa! That whoa! What an idea for a, <laughs> what an amazing idea! We there should be a podcast about that gets that's into a great Google. name. That's oh, a no, name right there. Oh no, they have so much cooler guests. Oh no, I do think it's I do find
1: it interesting how I don't know if it's often, but I hear it's one of those like if I had a nickel, weird that it happened twice things or like <laughs> I I hear like stories of 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 sequels or follow ups that come to be because the creators were touring the world or doing something related to that from the success of the first film you know what i mean like uh
0: you could apply that to the first and second half of the career of the beatles uh before and after george went to india i think but uh, okay that's other yeah than, and, and i would other than i that. would uh,
1: yeah i mean i would highlight examples i've learned from uh from you know Pixar because that was a big influence on on me, of course. And uh, Ooh, one yes, is that um, for Toy Story two, originally the uh, Pizza Planet aliens, the ones that go that ah, claw, they weren't supposed to be in the film at all. And then oh, uh, the Pixar guys they went to Japan to promote Toy Story, and they realized how huge those characters are, uh, uh, you know, in in other countries. And they're like, okay, well, we have to <laughs> we have to include them in this movie. And so that's they, they put them in there because of that. Um, uh, Another example, uh, you know, take it or leave it, I guess, is that uh, the director of Cars slash ousted sexual harasser, John uh, Lasseter, went on a world tour promoting the first Cars film. And he said, quote, I kept imagining Mater in these scenarios in all these different countries. And that's what inspired Cars 2, where Mater is an international (sighs) spy.
0: You know, what's really frustrating. Cars 2 is the only one I've seen. Because when I worked at Sam's Club, it was on about half the TVs in <gasps> constant rotation. Can and you that?
1: Oh my God. Just all synced dri- up. Or, or or like or like one is like slightly off sync.
0: Oh no, they were all synced like- up. I was I was good at my job. God damn it. Okay, you um, know what? Fair enough. But, uh, fair enough. Yeah, I just feel like no. whatever I it go to, when, like uh, whenever
1: I go to the TV aisle, one is always like slightly. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs>
0: well, it's it's uh, 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 it was when uh, James Cameron's Avatar got released on Blu-ray that I truly <clears> begun to lose my mind because that movie was on literally every television every single day over and over again so, for about like, nine months and i watched that
1: of course you have a passion for physical media you were
0: surrounded by
1: physical media at this job
0: yes oh yes very much so it was it was kind of wonderful for me but uh i had to watch fucking blue white savior fuck boy uh oh, save the God. day a billionth time yeah. uh i ab- absolutely loathe james cameron's avatar <laughs> different that's a different podcast but yeah, um, I think
1: the I think the opening being like, you know, they're, they're they're it's just this very dramatic and sexually charged sword fight kinda Oh my god. Yeah, you, know, you know, animated <laughs> so, by Square of uh, Final Fantasy fame, you know, really Yeah, this uh, was was this around the immense. time
0: of uh, their movie Spirits Within? We I have oh, with I oh, have yeah.
1: no idea.
0: Uh, let's see. You know, I think I really think uh, I think Kingdom
1: Hearts should have visited the Matrix. Two thousand one. Okay, so right
0: around when this would have been in production.
1: Do you think? Do you think Sora and Donald and Goofy should have visited the Matrix?
0: That would have been the best, actually. I think. I think I actually would have played the game. Had I mean, I can uh...
1: no, but here's the thing: the villain monologues in Kingdom Hearts. Smith could say that, and you would, I would believe that it was Smith dialogue.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, wow. Like, I'm gonna look, like,
1: Sephiroth quotes, like, Only death awaits you all, but do not fear, Fate is not to be taken lightly, Cloud. Can you not see your future? Can you bear to see the planet suffer, Cloud?
0: It's, uh, incredibly frustrating how well that works i know right that's what i'm Um, saying yeah that's no that's really friggin good Um, holy shit
1: i guess on the note of that opening as well um i wanted to point out i don't know if this is on the blu-ray um but i i wanted to make note that the dvd um begins with a parental warning it says, parental warning not intended for younger viewers. This animated program is based on the R-rated motion picture of The Matrix. It contains violent images <laughs> and mature themes that parents may not find suitable for viewers under the age of 17, and that may be particularly disturbing to younger viewers, including intense and graphic images of violence, brief adult language, themes, and images of an apparent teen suicide. Parental discretion is strongly advised. And like, oh yeah, no, it, it makes sense. I mean, no, The that Matrix... Makes-
0: Perfect being a very sense.
1: popular mainstream film and also this being animated, I feel like a lot of parents might be like, oh, you know. Well,
0: especially on, right? in like, especially in 2003, like, I, it's it's not as far as I know on the Blu-ray at all. Like, the Blu-ray just starts up, and I think even uh, I want to say this Blu-ray edition was released in like 2011, 12, something like that, but like, in 2003, the concept of Cartoons could be for not kids right, was right. still very foreign to yes, american I agree. I audiences
1: think, and I think that that connects to a question that I have, which will probably be a central question that guides us through this episode, and the next one, which is is this the darkest matrix movie um which oh and and on Ooh. that note is the is this opening of Osiris because the, I think I'm pretty sure this was always meant to go first considering mm. it's the one that they, it's the one that's most directly connected to the films. Number one, it's the one that's fully like CG animated in a way that was very, Oh yeah. This era, is like you know?
0: full final fantasy spirits within like, you know, it, it uh, looks, it looks <laughs> yeah, it looks, quote unquote photo real.
1: Yeah. It looks, it looks great when it's still. And then when it moves, you're like, Oh, okay. It's 2003. <laughs> Hi. Um,
0: <laughs> um and, would that have and, to do with just like the rigging of the character models at the time? Well, just like the limited polygons. Yeah, I think.
1: I, yeah, I do think they they probably don't have like you know, they probably have one like one thousandth amounts of controls that a, a rig nowadays would have. <laughs> you know, like yeah, yeah, like there's probably there's probably more points of control in the average animated character's eyeball nowadays than <laughs> than than the <laughs> their entire bodies. It's um.
0: Uh, it's it's the joke about like the cell phone that you use to look up cats and porn that fits in your pocket is a billion times stronger than what put people on the moon. Yeah, the refrigerator uh, sort of sized yeah. computers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um but oh, no, no. I, rooms, they were the size of rooms. That's true. They had You're a door. Like the you could just walk into on the, your computer. Yeah. Joke on the <laughs> Simpsons like computers yes. in the future
1: will be 1000 times larger and only the three richest kings of the world will own them. <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, but no, is this like nudity-laden sword fight opening of Osiris, is it intentionally placed? Because it, I'm going to be real, has n- very little bearing on the rest of the plot of this film or the rest of the themes of this film. Um, yeah, it really it is, has nothing it to do is with incredibly, anything. It is incredibly gratuitous, uh, which is what <laughs> The Matrix does best. But is it there specifically to make a point of... Like being edgy, like this ain't your baby animated shit. This is violent. This is sexy. Look at her butt. Look hmm. at her boobs. You know, like I is, it, is that think,
0: it? I think they were trying to show off the technology. And I mean to Oh be yeah, fair, yeah. And yeah,
1: and I watch it for the plot. Yeah. Right. Right, exactly. exactly. I read it they for were, the articles. They,
0: they were trying to show off the tech. Uh I think yeah. Square Enix, if I'm right in remembering, they were trying to be able to license out the quote-unquote actress that quote-unquote plays the lead Uh, character in the film yeah i I think she got like a a maxim cover shoot or some shit like not the voice actress the actual 3d character model could be leased out for other movies uh to have her just yeah so which is just (laughs) Insane, and I think like the wet dream of George Lucas shakes fist sky. Um, yeah, and and doing again. Her, like, I brought it up peeking,
1: again. Her peeking under the blindfold, yeah, you did bring it up again. Her peeking yeah. under the blindfold is also pretty front and center on like the DVD cover and the posters and whatnot. It really is. Um, uh, so it's so just it's full their... view of
0: this. Have we even said what we're talking about? It's uh, just no, this gratuitous shot. Have okay, I my brain blinked and I'm like, have we mentioned it's a butt? A... <laughs> oh it is a butt. yeah there is a. it is but a you know but. what
1: i think the idea of it, it being a tech demo now that you mention it that does hold water because i mean cloth is is difficult for for cg rendering i think that's and, why and the, a lot of that the going on.
0: i think that's why the uh the geese if i'm right in remembering they're not wearing pants yeah, one right. but the the geese are incredibly short and no, i think it's a think combination
1: that... yeah no go on
0: well, I think it's a combination of two things, which is, one, it's still very difficult to animate flowing fabric in 2003, right. and uh, this this uh, uh, short is incredibly complex for the limitations of CG in 2003, really, again... Pushing the same envelope that they try to push in the burly brawl and stuff like that. And... I like a
1: girl with a short gi and a long <laughs> katana. Uh,
0: fucking love it. Uh, <laughs> uh, and two, we I, I did go back and re-listen to our Reloaded episode, and we do make a point. Reloaded is incredibly horny. I think they're just letting no, themselves right. be does... incredibly horny.
1: I think you're right. I do. I, I just think.
0: Is and it? I do, yeah, is I think it the tech well demo thing, No, no,
1: the tech demo aspect does make it does give it more plausible deniability because I think the fact that the ad, it's it's like they're doing like strip poker but with a sword fight almost where like they're they're lopping off parts of each other's clothes, which I do think is, yeah. is a fun like it's, set it's
0: It's like the one scene in. uh resurrections when they're trying to just spitball what people like about the matrix and it's bullet time L- yeah, leather. Yeah. deep psychological do, con- I mean... deep philosophical conversations i do like that it is like
1: it's implied that it's like this is just they're this kinky like this is sex to them yeah because where, yeah. where they, they make that exchange later where thaddeus the the guy is like you know i peaked and and uh duet is like yeah i did too <laughs> like oh Th- that is cute kinky. that is pretty
0: cute and it fits uh,
1: in the world. I think it's specifically though it is the fact that it is the first scene of the first segment of this animated compilation that makes that that makes me think that it's there deliberately to kind of to kind of sh- shake you out of any any uh um what's what's the word I'm looking for like a misconception you would have going into it being animated. And on the one yeah. hand that kind of that kind of frustrates me cuz it feels like it's going out of its way to be edgy, but on the other hand the whole film is like that. So I can't really fault this one particular scene for being that. Well, and It's not it is, as well. Yeah. Sorry. No, I just think it is pretty cool that what is possibly the darkest matrix film in the entire series and franchise is the one that's completely animated. I think that is really cool. And I think clearly the Wachowskis have a respect for the medium and the uh, and they know what it's capable of. And, and then this is a great demonstration. Oh, absolutely. Of
0: it. They do stuff in The Animatrix that they'd never be able to do in like a live action, you know, a $200 million production. Um, it's, it's, it's. And I think this is the only horny segment in the entire film, right? I'm looking over I, the I the episode like... list. Second Renaissance, not much sexy about that. Well, it depends Kids what you get off to. Gross. I don't want that to be sexy. Kid's story. Well, not,
1: not that one. I meant second <laughs> Yeah, d- yeah,
0: yeah. But, like, this is the most explicitly horny section of the yeah, matrix, I mean, and it's yeah, right I, up I, at the top.
1: Yeah, that's true. Um, And then we get, uh, well, Thaddeus, of course, the, the the main guy in this, is uh, voiced by your friend and mine, Kevin Michael Richardson.
0: I do uh, love Kevin highly, Michael Richardson.
1: I'm a highly underrated voice actor, in my opinion. I mean, we, uh, I've talked at length about how great he is on uh, Mister Shaq Lookback, the Gravity Falls podcast I co-hosted. Mm-hmm. Uh, check that out, et cetera. Look it up on pipe dream podcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Kevin Michael Richardson also uh, voices uh, the Deus Ex Machina in uh, Revolutions.
0: uh so he does. He's my favorite giant baby face made out of thousands of little tiny robots. Yes. Um, I I did um, want to call attention to because like it. Uh, just this is just me being a trans girl all over the internet on main but Mm uh there is a uh character credited as crew woman who is apparently voiced by tara strong uh oh well that sucks yeah yeah no i know i know (laughs) i'm sorry um but uh she's on screen for all of like 20 seconds if it's any help she's the first character in the film that Gets got and stabbed directly through the chest, but uh, she has hilariously Laura Croft esque disproportionate tits, and they have, and you can tell where they focus their animation on her character because she has Mm. too much jiggle physics. Yeah, it was stupid. Yeah, Uh, so there's just them being horny on main again.
1: Um, God love you. So uh, Jue, the the girl in this. you know, I guess the well, she is the main character overall. Uh, is voiced yep. by Pamela Adlin, better known as Bobby Hill on King of the Hill.
0: Oh, shit! <laughs> I didn't know that. Granted, I mean, we're
1: talking, of course, we're talking about the English voices, obviously. There's yes, yes, Japanese yes. voice actors as well. So, Japanese uh, American sort of co production released uh, in both languages. We also uh, have I'm, uh, yeah. crew man, crew man John DiMaggio, of course, Bender yeah. and Jake the dog, and then like... My favorite John. voice cameo, which I spotted instantly, and I was like, there's no way that's him,
0: was no the, operator, the <laughs> operator of the Osiris being Tom Kenny. Tom fucking Kenny. Oh, my God. Where he's
1: like, they don't look happy to see us. Ah! That's... We've got Squiddies. Scoo- pu- <laughs> Squiddies on our tail. Hi, Squidward.
0: Oh, I... <laughs> I didn't know you had a Spongebob. Holy shit. Ah! (laughs) Friggin terrifying. Friggin, I, uh, wow. Okay. Uh, real quick to just, to just round out the cast list. Yeah. Uh, Rick Gomez, do we know Rick Gomez for anything? Um. Well, I
1: believe they're all, um, or at least, at least everyone. No, no, never mind. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, just
0: real quick, I got curious, and the old woman at the end of the film is voiced by somebody named Betty Ford. Uh, just real fast, a retired American actress and model turned professional bullfighter. Oh, fucking shit. what I know! What? Uh, <laughs> this this little daughter from old woman. Pennsylvania.
1: <laughs> oh shit! It's from uh, Allegheny County. What?
0: Uh, incredible! Apparently, she's still kicking. I'm not seeing a, an end date what? on her passport or she's Wikipedia.
1: Iconic. This is incredible. I love. I feel like she's got to just be someone that the Wachowskis just know.
0: <laughs> like, yeah, she's, yeah. I super hope. Like that? Uh, wow, gosh, I hope she's not problematic because she's my hero right well, now. Well, she. I mean, so.
1: I mean, she's she kills bulls professionally. That's pretty problematic. I mean, yeah, that's I brutal mean... as
0: shit. I should probably know that. Because I said the words with my human mouth. jesus Yeah, it's not it's not
1: great. Um, you. but you know. Oh yeah. That's well, a-
0: she did go from bullfighting to acting, so
1: Right, right.
0: maybe may- you know, maybe she learned her lesson. Um yeah.
1: I do love that I do love the old lady at the end. I do love that yeah. I was in my own little world, which is about as subtle as you're like my savior man, my own personal Jesus Christ.
0: but this 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 short swings rapidly from sexy sword fighting to holy shit that's a lot of sentinels sentinels, yeah we should uh warn him kickstart the next big movie of the summer um yeah big movie yeah all right Yeah, to a to a dual narrative where you're following the Osiris in its final flight, trying to shoot as many squids as possible and everybody dying. And also uh, Jue doing what looks to be the most insane parkour through a power plant in tight leather pants Mm -hmm. where there's a lot of inexplicable crotch shots and ends with a couple of seconds of comedy with a doddering little old lady.
1: And I forgot uh, how this one ended and how, I like, I, I remembered that the, that Jue dies, uh, but I didn't remember how, and I thought there's a shot where she turns her back to the old woman and then they kind of spin the camera so that she's the old woman's on, you know, screen left behind her head, then she, it, she moves behind the head and then she appears on screen right. And I thought when they panned over, <laughs> I thought she was going to be an agent like she was gonna have turned into an agent and shoot her dead.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. she also
1: had the sunglasses, didn't she? Uh,
0: I she had some sort of dark glasses. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I just assumed it was they couldn't convincingly animate little old lady eyes in two thousand three because true. they had a hard enough time with uh, uh with like mid thirties yeah exactly exactly
1: where you want to fuck this c g i character don't you
0: exactly you you you're horny for this now pixels yeah. um anyway but it was it is kind of like the rogue one of matrix properties i guess because uh, everybody yeah. dies and yeah. it ends trying to send a letter to the larger resistance
1: yeah and it's um, and it's also and it's also it's like Hey, you know that thing you never wondered about? Here's how that happened.
0: Yeah, <laughs> This is why I hate prequels. This is the movie so about this is, this
1: is the movie about all the Bovins who died giving us this information.
0: Oh Christ. Okay. <laughs> Bex and I were watching Rogue One and they, like, well, these are the boffins, right? I'm like, ah, no, absolutely not. Boffins are weird dog-like people. Boffins have yet to appear anywhere in the main Star Wars on the franchise. right
1: on the Death Star 2. That was the... Yes, yes,
0: exactly. Um, uh, so Like, my my inner, like, eight-year-old just came out with a vengeance. I was yeah. so mad at myself. Uh, Gross human behavior. resume okay i think we're good
1: i will say uh before we move on as we move you know maybe move into the next segment but uh i i love an anthology you know like not everybody shares this opinion but i love an anthology i love a treehouse of horror i love like animated obviously
0: (laughs) oh obviously the the anthology episodes of
1: of uh
0: well, the the anthology episodes of uh, Gravity Falls are just true, like yeah,
1: bottomless pit, top tier pit shop of horrors. Yep, yeah, you're right, you're right. Grunkle Stan wins the football bowl. I just like, <laughs> you know, I love being able to experiment more, being able to explore stuff you couldn't in a longer form thing, and and take more risks. You know, I think it's really powerful.
0: Oh, absolutely. it uh, even,
1: even shows like The Twilight Zone, you know, like a longer form anthology. I I love stuff like that.
0: It it's oh god. Oh, I do it always love the has Twilight inspired
1: Zone. me, you know, since I was very very young. Watch the Twilight Zone, like every New Year's sci-fi <laughs> would have a marathon and and I would watch it and you know.
0: <laughs> well, uh I I can't disagree with you as we head into the second part, I guess second and third part of yeah. the anthology, uh, which is the second renaissance, parts one and two. Yes. Um, uh, which is the most lore-heavy thing ever made about the essentially, Matrix.
1: Essentially, yeah, it's it's just a giant lore dump. Um, and it fucking rules. Um, it's also just grim
0: as fuck.
1: Um, oh my god, yeah. Uh, but here's... But it, and, and here's my... Oh, sorry.
0: No, I was going to go down the credits. Uh, if okay, you have a yeah. greater point no, to let's, make let's before do we do that. let's do credits first. Let's do credits first. Well, it was directed by uh, uh, Mahiro... Uh, Meta, uh, written by the same, stories by the Wachowskis, I hope so, and uh, it was made by Studio 4 Degrees Celsius, which does not have a clickable link on Wikipedia. Mm. So I don't know what's up with them. Mm-hmm. But they did produce a couple of segments here, so it's quite possible that they were just to do with the animatrix in general and shut down afterwards that's conjecture but fair enough yeah all right uh you you had a point to make
1: i was just going to say that um uh, oh my my sort of thesis question for these two segments Uh, i have that question i posed about the animatrix at large about is it the darkest film but i also think for second renaissance itself i always go back to the question of does second renaissance ruin the allegory of the matrix um because the matrix at least the first film but also the franchise at large is about the rage against the machine you know like the machine being capital t capital m the societal forces and systems and and organizations that keep us down uh represented by literal machines um that are that are not human they're not feeling they are coldly logical they don't they don't love etc um and then we get second renaissance which shows us not the machine but machines as in robots and androids and and tools that were created by humans to serve humans and they are sympathetic um and i it, and in, and in this it's it's reframed sort of as 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 an uprising against oppression that just goes off the deep end you know but it it is oh, them acting far in self defense yes. but it is entirely framed as that as the machines acting in self defense and I can't well, figure it out if it's never said I've... if it's if it's machine propaganda, you know. Or or in other words AI generated, but I'm um
0: <laughs> because it's uh, I was paying attention uh. this
1: time to like the framing where we get that this really groovy like all these like sort of fractal images and then we get this this like groovy lady saying uh she's the what is the storyteller. Uh um, Oh,
0: yes, I should pull up that chunk of the Wikipedia and huh?
1: that she is showing you a a historical file from the zion archives i.e the humans archives but even morpheus said that the humans themselves they they weren't sure of the parts of this history like who they said they weren't sure who fired the first shot etc um and i don't know i I just i think is it boggles my mind a little bit to think about this one
0: I mean, this is... The unreliable is,
1: narrator of it, it, you know?
0: If you had asked me at any point, and we'll get into more details about this uh, a little later in this episode, but if you had asked me at any point in the past 21 years what my favorite segment of the Animatrix was, I would have said this, the second Renaissance, which was <clears throat> made by Studio Four Degrees Celsius, which was founded in 1986, 36, uh, 38 years ago, and is still going strong. Good for them. I was wrong. Um, but because ah, almost purely because
1: yeah,
0: weird. I c- cannot tell you, maybe it's a fault of my Wikipedia on my end, but um, <laughs> could not begin to tell you. But the reason for that is almost purely because this is just so fucking lore dense, and right. I am personally in love with robot uprising stories. No, and I pretty, mean, me too, like, pretty I much,
1: loved, I love it. I just wonder how it, you know, colors your view of the original films, you know?
0: That is, that that's true. Um, uh, uh, I, it's tough for me to say because it, part of what I love about the Matrix in general, and this gets into uh, what I might have gotten into a little bit with Ramachandra on our yes, yes. Uh, uh, revolutions episode, but you do kind of realize that the machines themselves are not all cold, logical, right. they're not unanimous. They're they not unanimous do. Opinions, yeah. Well, they do have emotions, it, you yeah. know, whether, however, they come by them, if not chemical, then by, 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 Evolutions of pro and complexities of programming, or whatever, but like Ramacandra was able to love, as is shown in this segment of the animatrix, uh, the machines can learn to hate, and hate and torture with no purpose. And Jesus fucking Christ, it's gonna say the word a lot for this episode. Bleak, it is bleak. It assumes, I think, the worst out of both humanity and the machines. I just think uh, it's
1: it's still telling a very compelling story about, you know, these these two very, like, deeply flawed, you know, factions. It's just, it's not the same story that the first Matrix was telling about about, you know, resisting your own oppression and, and Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I, I and
1: that's fair. I think I think I do like when stories develop nuances as they go on. Um I just think it's I think what what weirds it out for me the most is just how awful humanity is to the the robots, you know, in Dear
0: Christ. And the way they frame it within this uh uh short, which is a double short, Um, they use so much of imagery that we are already too familiar with, right? uh, As a society, watching horrific acts in real time happen, like a lot
1: of war imagery that that is probably ripped from from real footage i would imagine i mean
0: uh uh i remember like thinking you know 20 years ago 21 years ago when i saw this movie it's like i thought they were using a lot of uh stuff from like the vietnam war in that's particular that's what i was thinking yeah exactly exactly yeah to the point um, where and... where
1: it's i love the quote on like one of the news broadcasts about the the million machine march as it was called i think <laughs> where the initial uh, android sort of uprising where it says uh yes. android androids and liberal sympathizers
0: yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that like, was right. Like
1: Fox News like Pundit talking about like, these damn robots. They're 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 massing in the square. Um I also I do love how, you know, simplistic and almost cartoonish the, the original Android designs are. <coughs> especially uh, Especially when they're compared to the very complex monstrous machines that we see later on, like like the the initial robot who kind of kickstarts this whole thing B one six six er, he's which like a part- uh, who,
0: who gets his own comic in the Matrix comics compilation. Oh nice! But that's again part of the multimedia.
1: But he's he's designed but, like bonanza. he's like a yeah. cartoon butler droid. You know, like he's got a, he's little, got a little mustache, curly a little mustache, like, yeah, hat. yeah. Like I just I, you know he sounds like C three PO. Like, yeah, exactly. It,
0: I I had the same thought. It's like we need to communicate in under three seconds that this is C three PO. It he won't is, look exactly is, like C three PO, but yeah. you'll get it.
1: He is Mister
0: Belvedere robot. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, and and part of what does fascinate me about robot media is like <sighs> the 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 different ways that we portray and treat. Robots effectively, like, I mean, we're gonna do a whole episode about it, but Isaac Asimov had a whole f- thing going. But just in terms of robot apocalypses, Terminator, Battlestar Galactica, this, um, you could count Dune is Metropolis, robot Apocalypse?
1: Or I don't know anything about Metropolis,
0: uh, the film from 1927. Great question. I've never actually seen it, I'd be down to cover that, uh, since it counts as the earliest form of, of, uh, motion picture robot media i think mm-hmm. that might yeah. be a fun bonus episode obviously
1: i mean i guess it's not really it's not exactly a revolution or upheaval but 2001 certainly you know malevolent rogue ai sort of uh started.
0: ai certainly absolutely um and then uh, Wait, you, you mean artificial intelligence <laughs> <laughs> oh there it is hey, perfect D- yep yep drink uh but then again, you also have stuff like Star Wars, where for ninety-nine point nine nine percent of the franchise, they just conveniently ignore that there is an entire slave race. Yeah. That they, are, yeah that, they, that they don't whoa. get served in bars. Yeah, it uh, uh that's a whole other episode, honestly. But um this takes uh uh getting back to the Animatrix, uh, this this is an absolute like worst case scenario. Everything that could go wrong in a civil rights uh right. uh, uh uh battle goes wrong in the it's, worst case. It is way what possible. makes me kind
1: of like do this like fan theory-esque like speculation of like maybe this is some in some part machine propaganda because the the humans really are just cartoonishly, pardon the pun evil yeah. you know about the yeah. about the robots um but yes i think i think the elephant in the room should be addressed being possibly the most haunting image ever put to film um oh christ at least in my opinion which is uh a scene in which a a female android a, uh who has like synthetic skin and hair and and all that sort of stuff um mm-hmm. gets beaten her clothes are torn off then her face and skin are torn off. She's like continually beaten and then shot, I believe.
0: Yeah. And Um, the final words, as you hear her, you know, about to get shot, she's screaming for her
1: life. Yeah.
0: Yeah. She's screaming. Her jaw can't move. I assume the servos are are broken, but her voice box still works and she is screaming. I'm real. I'm real. And I'm like, Oh, that hit me harder than it's ever hit. Yeah, no. 20... Is, oh, yep, Jesus yep.
1: Christ. So yeah, but even even aside from the obvious connection to real life uh transphobic violence, where Ugh. we have to convince people of our legitimacy and our reality. Yeah. It's just fucking haunting. Like it's But it's, Absolutely especially, miserable. it's especially haunting knowing that it was being um you know written by two closeted trans women.
0: Yeah, and again that's well, I mean, we'll get to it a little later, but uh uh the, you see all of this imagery and script writing that can so easily like oh yeah, no, yeah, they 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 were trans the whole time. Holy shit. Um but you do wonder about that timeline, like was that image included because for, like, shock value, like, based on pre-existing footage of horrifying things happening? Um, or yeah. is it just, like, a result of them being so deeply closeted? Again, I'd love to pick their brains about their trans timeline, but again, don't want to do it, because that'd be rude. Uh, yeah, and just, I... Just and just I it. It's respect- my fandom respect- brain versus my human brain.
1: I respect that they are... Very private people,
0: you know. Yes, yes. exactly.
1: Um, Although I believe storytellers... Lily just
0: signed up new, for a new project. I'm excited about that. Um, um, yes. Um. Uh, but yes, a lot of awful of... stuff.
1: Yeah. What is is it not the storyteller? Who is that that character telling the? Uh,
0: the narrator of the piece. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the instructor is the instructor. how it is That's credited the... on Wikipedia. Uh, voiced by Julia Fletcher. Uh, looks like she did a lot of work for Square Enix, weirdly enough. That uh, makes sense. Yep, um, there you
1: go. Yeah, the instructor is not the narrator, but rather, I guess, the presenter of these historical documents referred to as files, which, speaking of which, that reminds me, to go back to the DVD, um, this mm-hmm. menu goes so fucking hard. And I know I said that about the, the Matrix 1 uh, DVD, but this one... Everything is, everything is themed, like, is the, 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 the button to go to, like, the chapter selection is, like, like, files one through nine, like, it's literally, like, it's written like it's code, and it's, like, yeah, it's just so cool. I'm
0: so jealous that's not on the Blu-ray. I gotta send you footage. The movie starts just as soon as, like, uh, just as soon as you put the disc in the player. It's one of those autoplay fuckers. Damn. damn. Oh, this I'm Disney so jealous. Disney
1: was enhanced with Disney's Fast
0: Play. God damn it. Um, uh,
1: but nah, and then the- D- Disney does they,
0: have the most gratuitous bullshit on their yeah. physical media, but that's a different story.
1: Uh, the, there was actually, I was looking at a clip of the I'm Real sequence Um, just to okay. sort of you know gauge other people's insight on it. And I saw a YouTube comment I wanted directly quote from two years ago by uh aborted <laughs> Aborted orphan five nine eight five. Oh,
0: uh. <laughs> username. Uh, but we have no choice but to stand. No,
1: I guess not. <laughs> uh, and they said uh <laughs> when the robo girl says, stand out of the way. But yeah, the comment says when the robo girl says I'm real, I can't help but think of Morpheus in the first movie when he was making Neo question what is real. Um, which is a pretty good insight, pretty good connection, I would say, because it brings to mind like. You know, all things being socially constructed, residual self image, uh, as mm-hmm. it connected to transness and gender, and you know, she is this robot is stripped down of everything down to her her robot skeleton, but Morpheus would probably ask what is it about her that is less real than 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 anything else? Uh
0: and I would argue the same. It's uh I know when I first saw it. Uh, uh, in 2003 I was confused and then as soon as like part of her uh, her skin came off I'm like oh 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 okay and uh, I think the most
1: haunting thing about it is the shot of her lying dead where part of her skin is still on and it's like her breast like her bare breast is showing which is like this, oh yeah it's like the, you yeah, get she, the, cold, the mechanical like skull face and then you get this inarguably like human uh you know feminine body part just like in yeah. the same frame there it's such a fucking good image um it is, not good, oh but it's good you God. know it's effective
0: oh um, no yeah i i did have to uh uh i i sat down to watch uh the these block of shorts and i, and I realized as i was hitting play none of these have happy endings oh no i can't go no, to bed yeah. straight after watching this yeah oh no
1: that's true um I guess to sort of give the gist of of part one is that uh b one six six e r uh kills his owner mm-hmm. uh stating that he did not want to die uh which you know creates a question of like oh are is the i we thought these were property are they capable of of sentience et cetera and then
0: it's um let me see if i can pull up the the quote uh but yes uh, <laughs> a lot of, does a lot he of have uh, full sentience
1: yeah and it eventually leading to the banishment slash foundation of a of a robot nation called zero one uh in which they <laughs> they kick the human economy's ass which is really funny <laughs> they uh, do because they're literally all automated and i love the what's so funny to me is the robot car commercial because it's like are they at like the robots made the car.
0: Oh. Like, well, the most haunting part of that car commercial is their uh, uh, saying instead of like Mazda zoom, zoom, or whatever the fuck. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, the only choice. Oh, right. Shit. Okay. Well, it is
1: choice that drives us. The, prob- the problem is choice.
0: The problem is choice. Um, That's you know and- what I
1: think the arch- i think that was the architect's first job before he was the architect. When he was just like a low-level program, he was <laughs> making that car. That's my new head cannon. That's my new head is that he was a used- he was a used car salesman in zero one. That's
0: fucking accepted and incredible. Come and on then down. He, when to- he,
1: he pitched. He had this crazy idea about hooking humans up to a power source, and nobody thought it would get anywhere.
0: Christ alive um it, so but i love that I they don't,
1: capture the, they capture a human's idea of what a car commercial is which is like they seem to want to fornicate with their automobiles let's
0: capture yeah. that
1: in this in this video
0: <laughs> not to mention the haunting dialogue which is like the ability to sustain flight even in the case of extreme multi-engine catastrophic failure <laughs> yeah i'm like just okay casually. so they felt the need to add that into the commercial so therefore it yeah, happens often safer. enough yeah i feel safer. Uh, I, I think it is a bit of a fool's game to try and go over the entire plot of the second renaissance. No, it is. That's, uh, I was mainly giving uh, the broad strokes to, yes. to lead
1: us into part two.
0: Yes, uh, but I would like to, just in, in in light of all of this horrific graphic imagery, this amazing quote by Terry Pratchett, who has nothing to do with the Matrix, uh, but Sin, young man, uh, that's the quote, I'm not trying to like put anybody on anything. Sin, young man, is when you treat people like things, including yourself. That's what sin is. And this starts with the dehumanization, for want of a better word, of the uh, 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 artificial intelligent community. They get right. banished to their own city. Uh they make things better than we do it crashes the economy we nuke the shit out of that city they're fine because they're not worried about nukes and then they proceed to kill fucking everybody right we scorch the sky uh I mean, that's shit gets into, worse that is
1: getting into part two though well yes yes and i do think uh, it's i i i Thought that the division was arbitrary at first, and now that I've rewatched, I do kind oh,
0: of. Get... Oh, you, you mean arbitrary dividing of a single story that, that was put yeah, out in 2003 yeah. by that? the yeah. so what? Second
1: renaissance? Second Renaissance Part 1 ends with B166ER and some guy upside down on a bed. Uh, <sighs> oh, man. I mean, speaking of graphic imagery, though, I'd be remiss not to mention B166ER tearing someone's face a, like skull apart leaving only the tongue and brain
0: yeah it kind of pops dramatically like a water balloon filled with spaghetti uh right. and which it's, is what we all really are it's, it's, that's true no bones in there it's just we're all no bones and balls to bones what is a man a featherless biped a miserable, a miserable pile, of pile of secrets, secrets? no it's a water balloon uh, filled <laughs> with spaghetti, spaghetti. uh
1: yeah i think part one is i think it's intentional and i think it leans something into my idea of like is this machine propaganda is it not i think maybe part one is and part two isn't because they are viewed as separate like historical document files according to um the instructor yes and part one is focusing on stuff that had been wiped, you know, from that that had no way of being, you know, recorded otherwise at this point, you know, to to Morpheus and the gang. They they would have no way of knowing all of this. Right. Um so it could be fudged. Part and Part one is about the the initial events, the social unrest. Part 2 is really just war. It's just the initial war between humanity and the machines. They oh, yeah. nukes the shit out of the machines uh and and that's then then they scorched the sky, which is something that Morpheus knows, something Morpheus verifies. It was us who scorched the sky.
0: Yes. Um, they they knew that much. So
1: I think that's the stuff that we can take as reliable, and part one is maybe less reliable. Um
0: Um yeah and, but that's, that makes that's a lot a, i've never thought about that that's before that's really trying, interesting
1: that's just me trying to rationalize the fact that <laughs> we are supposed to root for humanity in the matrix films you know and granted yeah, it's not, exactly and granted, it's not the same it's not the same humanity obviously these are people who lived in the matrix for for their lives these aren't yeah. they they are innocents, but it's also you want like you know parts two and three hinge on you wanting humanity to survive, not just Neo or not just Morpheus or Trinity, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, you're SOL if you want Neo and Trinity to survive, but, uh, (laughs) It, it, not in the very long scope of things, but as far as like for a good eighteen year stretch.
1: I mean, yeah, that's um, true. Revolutions, revolutions only has a happy ending if you care about humanity at large more than Neo and Trinity, which I don't think exactly. any viewer does.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And kind of. A, a, and, I and I don't.
1: And I don't think Second Renaissance helps in that regard. You know?
0: No, no. I th- I think. Uh, hmm. It 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 is a very bleak. Outlook in certain ways, especially from just the point of view of the animatrix. Sure, and uh, I think
1: I think the I really want to know more about this instructor character. You know, like she's, it, it, she. A it, program, it's she quite a possible created by Zion. I guess
0: the 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 loosest Headcanon that I can come up with uh, in in relatively short notice is that she is just. Another program that was assigned to catalog all of this information together. And it's I, quite possible. Yeah. And it's quite possible, like uh the Oracle or a bunch of other programs, became sympathetic to the human al- cause. Mm, yeah. I could also as see the idea on.
1: that I mean this is obviously this is huge, like fans because they hadn't obviously written this yet, but Right. You know, to give a tiny little bit of spoilers for Resurrections, at that era of of humanity and machine relations, there are machines and programs who just straight up work with the humans directly. Like, they're not in the Matrix yeah. anymore. They are, uh, they are those, on uh, their side
0: fully. Uh, yeah, which... So
1: I think this might be one of those <laughs> programs as well.
0: It's quite possible. I mean, as you said, in the Million Machine March, there were liberal simpacists. Thimpos-
1: wow advisor,
0: liberal yeah. sympathizers i got there um um
1: and so th- of, there have
0: always been people that yeah. just wanted to work together regardless if if right. if fleshy or or meddly.
1: the one brief glimpse of the zion mainframe that we get in reloaded does kind of feel reminiscent of the settings we see in second renaissance of all those those weird like patterns and, and groovy shapes you know
0: yeah. Yeah. Um it's
1: that stark white. It, it, it's theory. also
0: it, it it does also rely a lot on like the imagery of like fractals and the concept of infinite mm-hmm. complexity. Uh yeah. so huh. uh
1: I yeah, do, I, I... it's it did stand out to me. Oh sorry. You you go Oh no,
0: it's 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 good. Uh keep going, please.
1: It did stand out to me, uh, this rewatch that Scorching the sky is referred to in this as a final solution.
0: No! Oh, um, oh, oh! God damn! It. That's right. That's right.
1: Um, and I also notice again. I really want to know more about this uh, this instructor character because they seem to take I'm not a centrist point of view, but uh, a nuanced point of view. In that, uh, may there be mercy on man and machine for their sins you know as as we get these images of their of their brutality of their war and oh my god! one of the last lines is bless all forms of intelligence which kind of reads as like oh i just want an end to the fighting you know i just want peace man you know but it's also like it also does kind of point to the nuances that are introduced in you know re- reloaded in revolutions and and so on um the machines harvesting humans for power, when when that is finally revealed, when they finally come up with the idea to plug them into the Matrix, use them as a power source because they got no sun, right. that is claimed to be, it's, they say this is the very essence of the Second Renaissance. So the Second Renaissance is not the robot uprising. It is not the humans turning you know war on them. The Second Renaissance is specifically the moment when the machines put the humans into the matrix. I mean, cause it's when it comes full circle, right? It's when, yeah, exactly. it's when the humans become the tools.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Christ alive. Um, and
1: I think that's what leads me to believe that like, this is the part that is true. <laughs> or at least that is
0: true. That is fully believable. I, I, I had never and really I, 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 thought about that someone before. Someone probably so has a that. much
1: better, Someone probably has a much more detailed explanation that completely blows this one out of the water and disproves it, it entirely. It, but that's that's mine. It
0: wouldn't you know? surprise me if, given the fullness of time, we revisit the second Renaissance, especially uh, in its own special episode. Uh, not any time, and it will
1: definitely, it will certainly come up in future episodes. Uh, not the least of which being uh, Matrix Resurrections,
0: right? And also machine uprisings in media at large. Mm-hmm uh nothing doing on matrix.fandom.com under the instructor just telling you things we already know female computer program who acted as a main narrator for the zion archive mm-hmm. uh god in heaven yeah uh, um is, oh sorry oh no i'm just now i'm getting lost down wikipedia zion archive it, it's fine we're good well, uh, want, what's, uh the
1: other thing i wanted to bring up
0: is sure. Before
1: we before we move out of the second renaissance, if that's where you were going. Yep. I wanted to yep, say yep. that... Um, so, this segment got an entire episode dedicated to parodying it in the Cartoon Network show Codename Kids Next Door. What? Yes, the episode is titled Operation Archive, uh, Archive being an acronym for... Ancient recorded children's history is very enlightening. Every title yeah. of that show is like an acronym because it's a show about. If you're unfamiliar, it's a show about a, a a secret agency of children fighting against the tyranny of adults. It's very much from a kid's perspective, but it's yeah, that's. But it, but but like the, their tech and their their like. Systems are like very real. Like it's not imagined. They're like really secret agents. It's very, <laughs> it's very interesting. What's real and what's not. But
0: I, I that was a little after my time. I I was vaguely aware of it, but that's amazing. Yeah. All right, it's a, it's they a did historical... a they did a parody episode yep. of fucking the Second Renaissance, yep. and it's
1: essentially fucking about what it's about relations between adults and children and how things got to where they are now. Um, it is a historical database that. file narrated by the character number one um and yeah. it's that is essentially <laughs> in the beginning earth kids ruled it was only there were only kids and then kids got bored and they created adults uh and then on the kids next door fandom wiki it lists specific references being mr wigglestein the adult who was the first to spank a child is a reference to b166 er <laughs>
0: um, oh, that's terrible. I love it.
1: <laughs> there is a uh, child land, which is sort of their their zero one. Um, coffee is to the adults what solar energy is to the machines. Uh, so they they cut off their their power source. of <laughs> the, the adults being coffee. Um, and the plot twist is that it is all uh, a a school uh, oral report uh in class that he is giving um but of course it's 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 all true in in their lore
0: that's incredible oh my god of all the fucking things this what
1: (laughs) and it's got the tone of it as well is uh perfect like it, it gets very like obviously the tone the the Content is light, but the tone gets very I was, dark, you know. I
0: was gonna say, uh I hope there's no uh uh spaghetti uh, sp spaghetti meatbag water balloons in it. Um No, there might I be literal
1: that. there might be literal spaghetti water balloons.
0: That would be terrific. <laughs> um I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to watch that. Holy you shit. Should.
1: Yeah, no, please do. Please do. Oh, absolutely. I'm sure, I'm sure it's streaming uh nowhere because it's a Warner Brothers uh
0: Oh, fucking warner brothers all right well moving on to another warner brothers project um Our
1: glorious parent company warner brothers <laughs>
0: uh so is this the final segment we're going to be doing this evening i think
1: yes i think uh yes. you know okay. it's funny that i would mention kids next door because the next one is all about a kid specifically kid
0: you remember you know what? kid I... right <laughs> <laughs> well this is I a kid del... story fuck you right. well <laughs> <laughs> that's, what it feels, okay. that's what it feels like kids anytime story.
1: the when the title card comes up, it feels like it's telling me fuck you. Like
0: kids' story. All right. I would have preferred uh,
1: Mouse's story.
0: Oh or dear. What story. about Maggie's story? I'm sure you would have preferred ah, Maggie's oh, story.
1: Oh, Maggie's story. Oh. oh Ma- fuck Maggie yeah! Tell me her story all night.
0: <laughs> Directed by I apologize in advance for my pronunciation of this. Uh Shinichiro Watanabe, uh, written by the same story by the Wachowski. Yeah, I was. If
1: I were to take a stab, it would be, uh, Shinichiro Watanabe. All
0: right, that 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 tracks good. All right, uh, and studio by Studio Four Degrees celsius Studio by Studio is just how it's listed on Wikipedia. Uh, oh, did you say that
1: that was the studio that did Second Renaissance as well?
0: I'm pretty sure we did, yes, because I felt bad for making assumptions about their longevity as a company. Um, But Kid's Story, I'm actually really glad we're ending on Kid's Story tonight. It is arguably
1: Um, the one that has a happy ending. Um, It has a happy ending because Kid kills himself and then I'm happy. Um, Yes. (laughs) I don't like that character very much, Hope.
0: I can tell. So, the character of Kid has been previously maligned on this show, uh, played maligned by. Maligned
1: play- implies some sort of uh slander.
0: Well, not, well, that
1: means it implies it's untrue.
0: Okay, this is going to be our first, uh, first antagonistic episode of uh Matrix Reclamations. But just as real quick background information, uh, he is played by in uh this and reloaded re- revolutions uh uh clayton watson who an was born in man and who was born in 1977 he is presently 46 years old which means he was 25
1: Put a 16 what 25 are you about? He,
0: it, the character does not work live action i think at all as played by unfortunately will, yes. clayton no, no right. shame to you you did your best as a fresh face, like, gosh, golly, gee, Willickers. The,
1: ad, the um, performance is fine. Yeah, the performance is fine. It's just the casting and the writing of the character.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, he does not read as 15. That just reads as a shaved man. I'm so sorry. Um, which,
1: which they all are in the, in the Matrix pods.
0: I mean, yes, but <laughs> But not this still, Matrix pod. Not this, not, not this Matrix pod. But. Uh, I always dread kids story, whatever it comes up. Honestly, it got to me this time. I, I honestly yeah. think kids story might be my favorite. Whoa. Of, okay. Of, uh, See, I'm coming, coming out hot. Me.
1: You were, texting me out earlier, you were texting me earlier, like, I don't think I'm going to have shit to say about World Record. I'm like, well, what if you say World Record's my new favorite, you know? like.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I'm like, this made me even more excited to rewatch the rest of these. It's like, oh, shit, am I going to turn around on all of these yeah. uh, 21 years later? But yeah. yeah, Kid's Story, Uh, it features Clayton Watson, Keanu Reeves, Karyon Moss, Kevin Michael Richardson, uh, John Demata well, I mean, and... notably, it's the
1: only one that features Neo.
0: Yes, uh which ties directly in, uh, into like James R. Uh, Taylor. Ties directly into dialogue uh spoken by just these two characters in The Matrix Reloaded like you saved yourself kid. Uh which is kind of cute okay. that Neo named kid. That's But uh
1: I guess because Kid is, you know, he's this wide. And Reloaded, we meet him as this wide-eyed, you know, Neo fanboy, as a lot of people in Zion have become. Um, I just
0: think, but make no mistake, he is the widest-eyed Neo fanboy. His
1: name is Kid because Neo just called him Kid. That's so.
0: I know. I can't I know, tell I know. if that's the right kind
1: of stupid or not.
0: It's um, sometimes I, I say I... things are
1: stupid as a compliment.
0: I'm going to come to my loose defense here in the future. If it turns out that I go back to hating kid and his story, but maybe it's because I was grasping at straws for just some sense of hopefulness, uh, in in this watching experience. Yeah, Yeah, that's fair. Um,
1: It's definitely important to have. Um, but it's also, it's not without its, you know, weight either. It's not just a, it's not exactly. I, I think
0: it, I think it, uh, this is the correct way to approach Kid as a character because you're able to draw him at the age of 15 right in high school, and he comes and, uh, across as 15 in high school.
1: artistically, this is definitely one of the ones that stands out to me the most. It's got this really loose, you know, bumpy, oh. scratchy kind of style. I, I do think it... I wonder if it's partly rotoscoped. I do feel like part of it is, but then part of it really just kind of goes off the rails and does all these really dynamic stretching kind of movements oh and Um, it's it's
0: absolutely fabulous i think the
1: rotoscoping Um, really helped you know i feel like some people will deride rotoscoping which for those who don't know it's when you take live action footage trace every frame and then you effectively create this almost uncanny kind of looking animation and some people kind of get on that as as like a a cheating or a shortcut but I, i don't think it's either of those things i think it has its own unique Effect and its own unique place among uh, animation. It, as as it, ever,
0: it adds to like the otherworldliness of what should be just a normal high school misadventure. Right, exactly.
1: And that on that note, I love the exploration of a school setting. Is another instance of authoritarian oppression because we didn't get that with adult, you know, quote unquote Tom Anderson at his job. We didn't really we didn't see a school setting in The Matrix at any point.
0: Exactly. And I feel like I should mention, just because I did click on his name just now, uh, the director is best known for directing the critically acclaimed and commercially successful anime series Cowboy Bebop. So there's there's oh, wow. that right there. It's like, okay, um, I see it.
1: His uh, <laughs> kid keeps getting referred to by the teacher uh, as Mr. Popper, and I kept thinking about Mr. Popper's penguins. That has nothing to do with <laughs> just, just made me think of it. Um, um.
0: But we should mention, like, just a bit, I, I, if we haven't already, this is the segment that includes a uh, depiction of teen suicide.
1: That's uh, correct. Specifically yeah. in that kid, you know, he's going through kind of the teen angst period of his life. He feels isolated, but specifically he feels that splinter in his mind. He feels that something is inherently off about the world that he's in. And he can kind of sense that he's in the Matrix without necessarily being able to put it to words um so he goes to the computer kind of like neo has a conversation through the computer again much like we saw with neo um then gets the call the call to adventure from from morpheus on his cell phone in the middle of class and uh <laughs> gets in trouble nearly you know has to outrun some agents and yeah then uh plummets off the uh the roof of the school
0: uh yes. Uh he does have uh that uh, he, he has a uh on-screen conversation with Neo on his computer. Uh the the fucking phone call. I love that that it's Neo I, on I, the phone.
1: is it? well I thought it was Morpheus.
0: Uh you know what? I had this experience 21 years ago, had it again this time. Huh. When you remove the visuals of Keanu Reeves from Keanu Reeves, Keanu Reeves does like not anybody. sound like Keanu Reeves. Yeah, it's, he uh, sound like anyone. it's a little. Well, that never, is Keanu says, Reeves.
1: He never says, whoa, or anything. Like, yeah, that's our Keanu it's,
0: Reeves calibration. <laughs>
1: it's hard to tell when it's Neo when he's not constantly asking questions. You know? It
0: is odd to hear Neo as a source of authority because, yeah. But in- it does,
1: I mean, it does tie into. The last scene of the first movie where he is he now he's the one confidently talking through the phone of like i know you're out there we're gonna get you we're gonna
0: you know very true very true but it is legitimately keanu reeves and carrie ann moss Mm -hmm. returning as their characters which is nice Um, and they they
1: comment on the fact that they didn't what is it self uh they have some matrixy term for it
0: Oh, that's great! Hang on, I've found the transcript Self- online. Self
1: substantiation, uh, wherein you know, just by committing suicide in the matrix by jumping off the roof, he has kid has jolted his body out of the matrix pod and into the real world. Whereas Neo, you know, needed the pill to identify where his body was so that the the uh you know the, the the ship could pull him out.
0: Yes, um, it, it's it's it is something i want to talk about in a future episode uh that's going to have a whole other kind of trigger warning attached to it right. but um this 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 return to the imagery of jumping off a building uh yeah. that 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 uh, the wachowski's do keep drawing back to for various reasons that they have mm-hmm. spoken about um
1: right yeah
0: yeah uh it is interesting to see this in 2000 like thinking about it them making this in 2003, and then returning to the concept of leaping off a building in 2021. In in Resurrections, um, yeah, I do think in it Resurrections, was, yeah, I think
1: it was specifically. I think it was Lana who was who talked specifically about. Yes, it is Lana's story. Imagery um, of of a, of standing on a subway platform, and just kind of you know have having those kinds of thoughts. um I'm not obviously not going to get into the details. It's. Public information from interviews. Yeah, that, from that that
0: is that is her story to tell. Yeah. Uh, but uh, just within the context of this as their creation, and for them to keep returning to that image, right? I think it's it's and worth and have, yeah, it's worth bringing that up. Yeah. And have different results almost every time in yeah. the jump program in the first Matrix. Neo just you know looney tunes it into the concrete. Yeah. Um, you don't actually see. Uh, kid, make contact with the ground here. Trinity, uh, you get really Neo okay, catching her. That. Oh, yeah, no, 100%. Um, Trinity, you see, uh, getting rescued by Neo. Uh, and then, of course, obviously in Resurrections, the most triumphant sequence of all time happens, and it's the um, best. Um, I mean,
1: right, well, I, yeah, I mean, Resurrections has a lot of that, which I don't want
0: to. Oh, yeah. Into, oh, uh, God, that's that's <laughs> oh boy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll get to that after we finish with 2003 yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, well yeah <laughs> um,
1: the uh no but uh, you know aside from even the the sort of suicide imagery the the lore implications of the self-substantiation really interest me because there's, some, there's something that will come up again in our in the next episode where we talk about the rest of the animatrix the idea that you can push your body to places that the machines are not expecting it to go and it will just jolt you out of their system you know, you can yeah. you can break the you can hack your own body, essentially, to get it out of to glitch it out of the system.
0: Yeah, because, again, you um, know, the Matrix
1: being a computer is the perfect allegory for uh, societal oppression and rules and how to break them because computers can be hacked. Uh,
0: Exactly. Um, I, I do want to call a little bit of attention because it is fascinating because this this does deal with like. Teen depression and teen suicide. Yeah. And we know as the audience better because we know that these fuckers are all in the matrix, but you're hearing two men talk at kid's funeral. I find right. myself Which, trying to respect way, Kid um because you do get given his dead name. No, I was gonna say that that <laughs> I was gonna say
1: the dead that imagery of the tombstone with his dead name really is really impactful um because it's something uh, absolutely look, you know, so uh,
0: with, with if people. i'm i'm i think it's from uh, 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 is it and
1: also well, it's it's that but it's also the the beloved son uh epithet right it's yes the, it's the, uh, it's even the though i don't believe we meet his parents at all
0: is, well no but it's the um, gendering on the
1: tombstone you know yeah the, oh you're right
0: wow god damn uh it's you can tell I've spent the majority of my life uh loving the matrix and not knowing I was trans. Wow. Fair not enough. Sh- showing my ass. there. fair,
1: so did the Wachowskis.
0: Yeah, there well, you go. Maybe they but knew, it's maybe it's they, very yeah. reminiscent of um yeah, we don't know. Uh it, it is very reminiscent of that uh page from I believe uh Sandman by Neil Gaiman where uh-huh. um uh, uh a woman writes a trans woman's true name over her dead name on her tombstone in mm. lipstick. Okay. Uh, wow. uh, it's, uh, yeah, another, yeah um, it is yeah. powerful shit. Um, another, but,
1: another gender moment we got here. Oh, sorry. Finish it. Uh,
0: no, sorry. I I just love this conversation that these people are having, you know, not oh, right. knowing uh, the reality of the situation. Yeah. Where he's
1: like, oh, you know, some people just can't handle the real world. Well, he's in another world now, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, uh, uh, what is it uh, man one uh, well man two uh, we get unbalanced kids like that all the time man one reality can be a pretty scary thing for some people the world must have been a cold and alienating place for a boy like that uh, man two it's called denying reality it's you know just a self defense mechanism for those types of kids well he's in another world now make no mistake about so that So just yeah you know.
1: they rationalize it with this therapy speak which is what Again, something that will come up later in uh, resurrections.
0: Exactly, um, exactly. Uh, and uh, bastardizing and they, psychology, yeah, essentially. Right,
1: and and it's another. It's more of that subtle, unsubtle stuff, like the uh, "I was in my own little world" thing from Flight of the Osiris. Um, another gender moment we get in there is during uh, kids' escape from the agents through the halls of the school. He busts into the girls' bathroom, and and they all kind of shriek. You know, it's that typical gag. Right. Um, Yeah. You know, there's that's an undeniably gendered moment feeling like an invader in a quote unquote woman's space. And I know they don't say this dialogue, but there were no subtitles for this part. And I swear as they're screaming, I swear one of the girls says, you are sis. And I know that can't be true. Oh, my gosh. Funny.
0: Oh, my gosh. That's incredible. Okay, (laughs) it would be really funny. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I also know we're gonna get
0: a character named
1: Sis in a later uh in a later segment, but we'll get to oh, that next shit. episode.
0: Ah, uh, it's hysterical. Um but that kind of like bastardization of psychology and denying a person their own agency by claiming right. that they were just deluded. Or whatever, I mean, yeah, I mean, actually,
1: yeah, now that you say it like that, I mean that gets weaponized against trans people it, it, all the fucking it, time. Like, a it, mental it, all the thing, fucking time. You know?
0: Exactly. But it it I, I had forgotten this, and this right here is why I think I love Kid's story so much suddenly, because the final image of the short is his uh on-screen text conversation with Neo, where he types out, who are you? am i alone and it's in right. that it's in that uh green, sci-fi yeah. green matrix font and you see neo's response which just just reading this as a trans person knowing all i know about this series today neo's words to the kid are you are not alone i and i
1: do like that a lot that That is i think something
0: i've had to cling on to a lot that warmed my
1: heart in a way that right in a way where i forgave it for like (laughs) the message message of this is a little no not even not even for featuring kid but i forgave it for the overall messaging of like this isn't pro-suicide is it because it's like it's hard not to read it that way in that yeah himself in the matrix is what allows it but you know it's i
0: I, uh, I do think there is a uh a line a delineation between a a suicidal leap and a uh i'm gonna call it leap of faith leap of faith yeah Um, no we can definitely you do have to start reading metaphor into this i agree yeah especially uh, especially mm.
1: within not only just the film the matrix but in the literal matrix you know nothing is literal it's you could just as exactly. easily make it about like you do kind of have to be reborn, you know, as a trans person. You're reborn. You are and right. become someone in, else, you know. In
0: in the real world of like flesh bodies, we can flesh question... We, yeah. <laughs> right. In in this in, in the spaghetti verse. Um so the there as we all know, there's no spaghetti in the matrix. Yeah. Um that's that's why here in reality we have spaghetti. The Olive yeah. Garden is not. Well, anyway, uh, just inventing the most Near insane in Your family, <laughs> just like me. There are unlimited breadsticks. Bread, yeah. Unlimited breadsticks. <laughs> unlimited red <breadsticks. laughs> Smiths. But like in in reality, uh, we can lead ourselves to question rules that we never thought to question rules like the gender binary in mm-hmm. the matrix we can question rules like gravity and yes. this i i would implore binary. our audience to definitely not ever question gravity please yeah gravity's gravity's kind of here to stay well, it's one of them falls. it's well well
1: mr shack look back on com <laughs> um one thing that does unfortunately crack me up in the most tense moment of this uh, segment mm. is this fisheye lens shot of kid's head, where like his his eyeballs are just like bulging out in two different directions. And I know it's a it's sort of a commonly used shot in anime. Like I don't really know what it's called. Um.
0: Uh, where it's like that super hyper like fisheye lens yeah. on like the it's middle like, of the forehead.
1: A, there's, like, a meme of, like, uh, the camera angle in an anime when a character is about to go insane, and it is that exact, like, shot. <laughs> it's, like, it's like yeah. from their forehead, and their eyes are just bulging outward. Um, I wonder if and that has a trope effective. name. I don't know, is the thing. Like, it's, if it did, I would be able to just identify it.
0: Uh, that would be nice. If anybody knows the trope name of that face you make in an anime when you're about to go insane. <laughs> Please, yes, please tell us. Um, I would love to know. know.
1: Matrix Queer Pod on a uh, on Instagram. Yep. Uh Matrixreclamations at gmail.com, I think is the email.
0: <laughs> I right, we think. Um, but yeah, that 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 final shot, considering all of the context uh that has that and the past 21 years of having all of this context build up around me. Uh, it's been a yeah, long time since right. I've watched Kids yeah. Story. This is it probably is the first time I've watched Kids Story.
1: It is Matrix Reclamations at gmail.com. But yeah, no, it's okay. Good. Yeah, it's not one of the ones that I would want to rewatch. You know, uh, on a yeah. whim. but but but, it, but this it's time good. around, considering
0: yeah. recent ch- queer history, ugh, mm-hmm. uh, it it felt incredibly powerful to be reminded yeah, you, you are not, are alone, not alone. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, it hit um, me. It hit me harder than I thought it, it would.
1: I mean, similar to I, I feel like the thing in Second Renaissance always kind of hit me because I watched it after I had come out. Um, whereas mm. you, would see it, you know, long before. But oh god, yeah. I, I no. think at that point though, the "You Are Not Alone" didn't hit me as much as as uh because i think i was just too absorbed in the kid of it all like i fucking <laughs> um, i can't again i neo, can't blame neo, you neo does too you know neo does too but he also acknowledges like look he's the annoying kid in like your gsa club like you just gotta like he's he's part of your community you know like you got to right.
0: right um it's boof Uh, But yeah, that is, uh, do we have anything more we wanted to say about this half of the Animatrix? I think think we're, I think we got a nice chunky,
1: uh, chunky chunk episode right here.
0: We do have a nice, fine episode there. Uh, We do have a lot of more interesting stuff coming down the pipe as well. Uh, uh, After mentioned emulators.
1: Right. We're going to be into the video games that came out this year with the Matrix and, Maybe, I don't know, we could try to get to the Matrix online, some, I don't know how, or we could just watch, uh, well, watch cutscenes, I guess, right?
0: Well, so, I, I think that's going to be a lot of reading off Wikipedia, but there's also the video game. To be fair, what have we done the Neo? This whole time? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, too. Yes, yes. Enter the good.
1: Matrix and Path of Neo for sure. But uh, more pressingly, obviously, stay tuned for our second episode about the Animatrix, where we will cover uh, program world record beyond a detective story. And matriculated.
0: Uh, any of you uh, particularly re- excited to revisit in those? Uh, uh, I- world I'm excited record to give for a... sure. I think I want to do. Okay. I want to
1: really. I'm excited to talk about world record because I think it intrigues right. me, and I think you said you might not have anything to talk about. So hopefully, I I'll be able to I don't
0: you. have any particularly fond memories of world record, but now that you're so amped about world record, and I'm kind of excited like to rewatch. Yeah. Cool.
1: Well I uh yeah, that about settles it for me then. Uh, I think we're okay. ready. To, um think we're ready credits, to wrap yes.
0: All uh I have been Hope Lickner uh at Hope Lickner on most forms of social media. Uh I've got another podcast uh with my good good friend Bex where we talk about uh cartoons, specifically DuckTales twenty seventeen. We just started Woo-hoo. season two. <laughs> Ella's been on it. Go listen to that episode. Rules. I did, uh, yeah. And uh, that's all I got going on. Yeah. Uh, well, I've
1: been Ella Jezri uh, at Drum Without Ref on all the things. I've uh, got some exciting things going on. Maybe they'll be announced by the time this episode's out. Maybe they won't. Um, okay. But you can follow we'll me keep there. me
0: posted, certainly.
1: Absolutely. I got the other podcast I've done, Mystery Shack Look Back, uh, with my good friends, Charlie Marlowe Shelby Sessler. We've had a bunch of great guests from Gravity Falls, including show creator Alex Hirsch, voice of Dipper, Jason Ritter, uh, WrestleMan uh, producer and, and, and creator of My Life as a Teenage Robot, Robert Ranzetti, uh creative director Mike Rianda. I think I'm getting all those credits right.
0: And I keep, I keep stepping on these names you've dropped. Oh my gosh.
1: Oh, you know, um, <laughs> so, you know, me and, uh, me and Regis, we were just talking, you know, Philbin, um, and uh, That's your poll? <laughs> like, He's a very charismatic who wants to be a millionaire host.
0: Oh, incredible. Incredible. Would, but
1: okay, if you knew Regis, would would you not pull it?
0: I probably would just so I could obnoxiously time. say the word Regis all the time. And that's the
1: and that's the question we want to pose to you our listeners. If you knew Regis Philbin, would you not name drop him all the time? RIP.
0: Yeah, I probably would um I so you can find us uh,
1: at matrix queer pod on the social medias matrix at gmail.com listen on zencaster or wherever you get your dang podcasts and uh maybe i'll try to keep up with the social medias and actually post about these but who knows what i'll be up to you know uh, I,
0: I don't know anything about being terrible with social media shame on you i haven't yeah. forgotten to update the high on cartoons Social media in mm, checks. Watch a while.
1: I feel like this is the you know with mystery check look back. It was another story, but this is the kind of podcast where like the people who are going to listen will already be listening. You know what I mean? Like it's so. We're
0: so niche. We're so. Niche. And I love <laughs> it. I wouldn't have it any other way. A hundred percent. A hundred billion percent.
1: Love you, hope this has been a delight as always. And and,
0: and to you, thank you once again.
1: And uh, thank you. Love is the genesis of all things, right? Uh,
0: I believe
1: it is. And this time it's animated.
0: Goodbye.